0: This program contains mature subject matter,
1: including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the Price Is Right. It
0: may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers.
1: Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you.
2: On a strange journey. <laughs> I'm giving you a choice. I can put on these glasses. G- g- I'll start eating that trash. You maniacs! What
3: is a man? When we are successful, we do it. We had a real chat with
2: this.
4: Hello everybody. It's me Shane Lee. I'm gonna sing five octaves on the piano.
2: Oh.
5: five octaves on the piano. Oh, yeah. That that was magnificent. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, You are listening to Behind the Schemes. It is August 23rd, 2021. And my name is Lavish. And I'm coming to you live from some very strange place full of some very, very strange people. And uh, I have to say, uh, it's a beautiful evening, and uh, you are finding yourself here on the Behind the Schemes podcast. Well, then we welcome you very much. If you are a regular listener, then you will know that I am currently missing my compatriot, my partner in action, my work wife or husband, Mr. Booberry, Mothman of the Minneapolis, who is out with The Keeper. I believe he's going to see a show Usually he works shows, he works in the industry, so usually it's him running the show, or the lights at least. And, uh, hey man, tonight he's actually just chilling in the audience with his old lady, and I believe they're going to see Green Day, the, the musical group Green Day, which is a, a very nice uh, little group, one of my favorite groups, uh, actually from the area around here. I respect their music quite a bit, and I think that in the early 2000s, they more or less saved rock music. So I don't mind that Booberry is out going and seeing them tonight. But as I said, this is Behind the Schemes. Uh, if you'd like to join us uh, in the chat room, we have a really nice little chat room on the IRC. IRC.ZeroNode.net is the server for those who know how to do that. And if you don't know how to do that, well, there is a link for the chat to the Kiwi for beginners. And that way you can at least get in the chat room. And then from there, you can figure out your own way to do it, get your own client, whatever you want to do. If you want to do that, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Um, But this is a value for value podcast, which means we don't have ads. We don't have any corporate sponsorship whatsoever. Uh, we do that so that we can say whatever we want and nobody can censor us and nobody can tell us what to do. And, uh, we have fantastic producers. We have freaks of hazards who come in and give us art and give us, uh, they send us clips and they send us ideas and every once in a while they will send us uh, financial support, which is always welcome. And it always goes right back into the show. Uh, if you want to see our website, love is is not working. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Love is, love is lit.com is uh not lit right now. But behind the schemes with threes for ease in the word schemes.com. Behind the schemes.com is at your service. You can go there and you can find an email. You can find a donate button. You can find whatever the hell it is that you want to find. And for today's show, I don't have uh, I don't have any of the information to the to the, to the financial donors. I don't know who donated tonight, so we will... I You know, I actually, to come to think of it, I don't really want to thank anybody of that stature without boobs. I would like to have Booberry here so that he could also get a chance to thank them, because I know that he wants to do that. But I do want to thank Servo. Servo is an honorary freak of hazard tonight for uh, providing us with Gal, who is our new bot in the chat... And, uh, I'm gonna, I think, use the bot today to, uh, to, uh, wh- what is it, uh, I'm gonna try and, uh, what is it, uh, pull the tarot card, sorry, I got distracted, I look at the chat and I'm doing a bunch of things and I'm, I'm just so darn excited, I'm just so darn excited, um, but Servo gave us a really cool bot, and I haven't even begun to look into the capabilities of this bot. And I'm sure it's just a fun project for Servo. It's not really, it's not really a big deal or anything. I'm not expecting the world or anything out of him. I just it's it seems like a fun new toy, and I want to thank Servo for taking the time to provide us with that. I would also like to thank Junta or Tejunta or Tejunta, who provided us with some art, which I just posted on NAS uh, to show that we're on the live mode right now and then also turbo for some art and some clips that he sent us which i posted earlier this morning so thanks man uh, all of it is really appreciated all of it is you know at, at this current juncture it's very useful we love getting art and, and new stuff and we're just we're just trying to go through all this shit but Anyway, let me see if I can uh, get uh, my good, very good, very good friend Bill Hicks to tell us something a little bit about this whole situation, this value-for-value situation.
2: Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story.
0: We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-618. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612
2: 263
5: how very right you are, Sir Spencer. That is our phone line. And again, I, I won't be able to answer any voicemails tonight. I wanted to, but just with the way that things are working out, I, there's too many moving pieces and I just can't uh, pull it off tonight. But if you leave me a voicemail tonight, a question that you have for me for tonight, uh, then you leave it for me and I'll answer it next week. Why? Fuck, fuck it. I have. There are no rules here. That's one of my favorite things about this whole show is that there really are no rules. This is fun. I'm playing with all this new gear. I'm sure that you uh, have noticed. Anyway, let me just take a real quick deep breath here. Okay. I'm I'm very excited. If you listen to the show, you'll know that I'm a very excitable fella. So I need to take a little bit of a medicinal... Oh. Oh my god, it's like it's like magic. You have to look out for your health, people. You have to do these breathing exercises and you have to just stay sharp. You owe it to yourself, okay? Um, as we do here on the Behind the Schemes, every episode we like to pull a tarot card. And Servo's bot has very graciously been able to do that. Servo has drawn the card for us. I think it's perfectly appropriate for him to do that, and he has pulled. None other than the Eight of Wands. The Eight of Wands is a very beautiful card. Uh, These wands are often kind of depicted as arrows. They're flying through the air. Um, They're all headed in one direction. They're triumphantly moving in in a sort of a a, a blitzed formation. All of them are, are as one. And the Eight of Wands, to me, usually represents movement. It represents quick thinking. It represents, um, you know, working on the go and just going with what you have and moving forward and just and just going for it. Which I think is extremely, extremely appropriate for this episode tonight because I just tried to do a bunch of different stuff. Booberry gave me the keys to the car and I really just like went nuts with it. So I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope, uh, I hope everything comes out all right. But. I will say, though, unfortunately, seeing as how Boobs isn't here, seeing as how, you know, it is just me, the issue is I wasn't able to do this purely without, um, you know, sponsorship. I I, I did ultimately go and get some ad money from these really cool, nifty military ad, like these military recruitment things, right? Because military... Military recruitment is like a cash cow for all for advertising. They, they dump money If you've ever watched like a football game, American football or any major American sport, you will see that it is just absolutely riddled with propagandistic uh, uh, it would, it's really just military recruitment stuff in, hidden as like patriotic grandstanding but the military shucks out a lot of money to recruit. Uh, so I decided I was going to take some of that money. And uh, I didn't just take it from the American military. Uh, I took it from uh, I took it from China. I took money from Russia. I mean, they all are doing this. So this is really cool. Oh, you know what I did? I forgot to post the show notes. Uh, so I'm about to post the show notes here. Substack. This is the lavish substack, which you've never seen. And these are the... Uh, this is the Pond de Lavache... Um, magazine or I don't know what the fuck this thing is, but it, there's the show notes. Those are all the notes that I was about to, that, that I was allowed to show, uh, with the current sponsorship situation that I have with this episode. And, uh, if you have any questions about any of the information that I'm going to talk about this evening, well, then you can go there and you can find it at that Substack. and by golly, it'll be there and it'll be real pretty too. make it real, real pretty for you. If you, if you, if you, if you, so, uh, with that in mind, let's play some of these uh, army recruitment things. Let's get these out of the way so that way we can get onto the good stuff. So here is China. Okay, here's China's uh, army recruitment
2: deal.
4: 军长同志
2: Hmm?
5: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I was sorry. I was busy wiping tears out of my eyes. That was uh, really intense. Okay. So there, that was China, China. And uh, if you watch the video, it's fucking terrifying. Okay. And then we also have Russia. Here we go. Russia. Who are you today? What do you know about yourself? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов. Но разве ты сможешь потом спокойно спать? Познать себя. Познать границы своих возможностей. К
3: черту границы. Ты готов ломать себя. без изнеможения Каждый день здесь боль закаляет.
4: Шрамы, повседневность. Это ты решил себе что-то доказать. Командир здесь только для того, чтобы ты мог увидеть в нем врага. Потому что без врага нет боя. А без боя нет победы.
3: Но на самом деле... Главный враг это ты. Вчерашний ты. Твоя задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти,
5: стать лучше, чем он и вернуться назад победителем. Потому что завтра первый день твоей новой жизни. Ooh, that, yeah. Wow, that's ooh wow, that's fucking freaky deeky. I don't know about that. That's I would not want to go, you know, I've met a lot of Russians in my time, and I'm telling you, Russians are not people that you want to just like fuck with, okay? Don't, don't do it. And if you meet someone from the Russian army, um, make sure they're your friend. Alright, and then uh, finally here's the good old U.S. of A. This
3: is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California. With
4: a little girl
5: raised by two moms. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, that is not the correct answer. That was not the correct answer that we were looking for. Uh, We were looking for something that was similar to the last two, the last two things. Um, Not to say that we don't want inclusion. Inclusion, we're all good with inclusion. We want that. Um, But uh, that's just not the... (laughs) It's not the kind of uh, message that we're going for here. But then again, I shouldn't probably say anything because these guys are our sponsors. So I shouldn't I shouldn't shit on the sponsor, especially if it's my own uh, government's military. Um, yeah, so I think that that kind of points out a nice fun little uh, sort of rift in the public perceptions of, of the military. Not to say that the U.S. Army and, and military in general doesn't have their own long line of very badass and very macho and very, um, hardcore, you know, recruitment and advertising, um, slogans and series and whatnot. But uh, the Chinese and the Russians, they aren't trying to, let me try this. Hold on a second. I think I have a cough button, but the, it just sounds weird now. Cause there's no, there's no counterbalance. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, but, uh, they say that it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a warrior. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to talk about, (laughs) we're going to talk about, um, I'm sorry. We, we accept everybody here. We're not trying to, I just, I just love it. You can't help. You can't help but I love this stuff. So we got, uh, let's see. Oh my goodness so this Russian stuff I started looking at all this. US Army stuff and I was just I was just laughing myself pink and uh, and I, it all went back down to Yuri. it all comes back to Yuri my man Yuri Bezumov, also known as Tony Stranger whatever the fuck his weird Americanized name was when he defected from the KGB uh, at the end of the Cold War and fucked off over here. And then started teaching us about what the hell they do over there. And what the hell they do over there is really fucking intense. And uh, a lot of it is rooted in, believe it or not, um, old old ancient war texts like uh, Sun Tzu's or Sun Seas Art of War. Ooh, let me try this cough button. Oh, I like that. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, here, what I'll do, here. Look at this. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yuri Beznamov, if you're not familiar with him, he's one of the most famous uh, people in the sort of, uh, if you delve into the Russian subversion conspiracy stuff and you really look into it, that's... uh, You'll see this guy. He pops up a lot. He's been around since the mid '80s. Yes, phone boy. Tonight I am by myself. Tonight is my first solo show. Maybe I didn't say that. I don't know if I told that to everybody. But um, I. This is my first solo show that I've ever done. I'm using a bunch of new toys, and I'm. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, excited. But yeah, this is totally just the fucking lavish hour tonight. Uh. Oh, man, don't finish too fast. If I haven't heard that, that's why every morning, you know what, never mind, doesn't matter. So we're talking about Yuri Beznamov, Beznamov I believe is his name. I could be uh, kind of botching it. But Yuri, he's. Uh, you might have heard his voice before. Um, if you haven't, then hear it now. Subversion
3: is the term, if, if you look in a, in a dictionary or criminal code to that matter, usually is, exp- is explained as a part of activity to destroy things like uh, religion, government, system, political, eco- economical system of a country. And usually it's linked to espionage and such romantic things as blowing up bridges, sidetracking trains, Um, clock and dagger activity in Hollywood style. Uh, What I'm going to talk about now has absolutely nothing to do with the cliche of espionage or KGB activity of collecting information. So the greatest mistake or misconception I think is that uh, whenever we are talking about KGB for some strange reason Uh, starting from Hollywood movie makers to professors of political science and quote-unquote experts on on Soviet affairs or Kremlinologists as they call themselves they think that the most desirable thing for Andropov and the whole KGB is to steal blueprints of some supersonic jet bring it back to Soviet Union and sell it to the Soviet military industrial complex is only partly true if if, if we take <clears throat> the whole time money and manpower that the Soviet Union and KGB in particular spends outside of USSR border we will discover of course there are no official statistics unlike with CIA or FBI that the espionage as such occupies only 10 to 15% of money, time, and manpower. 15% of the activity of KGB. The rest 85% is always subversion. And unlike a dictionary of English, Oxford Dictionary, subversion in Soviet terminology means always a destructive, aggressive activity aimed to destroy the country, nation, or geographical area of your enemy.
5: That's right. It's meant to destroy you as easily and efficiently as possible. And what a lot of people have discovered is that mundanity is the key a lot of the time. And, uh, oh man, Gal is so great. Gal can go fuck. Gal is the bot in in the chat, by the way. Um, the subversion element comes in, in mundanity, and, it, and it's it's like the old saying about the water on the stone. The water doesn't have to go fast or hard, it just has to go long, you know what I'm saying? It's just dull, ongoing pressure that never ends that really is the thing that changes mountains. And when it comes to knocking over entire armies or taking over cities or uh, controlling the narrative of a nation or, or uh, a lot of nations, many nations, this is the key. You can't do it with guns. You can't do it by sending men over to die because half the time you end up destroying what it is that you wanted to take over in the first place and the other half of the time you're going to end up losing and killing your own people and uh, that won't help you either. Uh, I got uh, one more Yuri here. I love this guy. Yuri uh, Bezmenov. Bezmenov. Uh, Thank you for the correction, Uh, Mr. Servo. Bezmenov. Oh, God. He's fucking... He's fucking... He's goddamn... Fucking Russian!
3: So there is no romantics in there, absolutely, no blowing up bridges, no microfilms in Coca-Cola cans, nothing of that sort. No James Bond nonsense. It's most of the, this activity is overt, legitimate, and easily observable if you give yourself time and trouble to observe it. But according to the law and, and law enforcement systems of the Western civilization, It's not a crime. Exactly because of misconception, manipulation of terms. We think that subverter is a person who is going to blow up our beautiful bridges. No. Subverter is a student who comes for exchange. A diplomat, an actor, an artist, a journalist like myself was ten years ago. Now, subversion (coughs) is an activity which is a two-way traffic. You cannot subvert an enemy which doesn't want to be subverted. If you know history of Japan, for example, before 20th century, Japan was a closed society. The moment a foreign boat comes to the shores of Japan, the Imperial Japanese Army politely tell them to get lost. And if American salesman comes to the shore of Japan, let's say 60 or 70 years from now back, and says, oh, I have a very beautiful vacuum cleaner for you, you know, with the good financing, he says, please leave us, we don't need your vacuum cleaner. If they don't leave, they shoot them to preserve their culture, ideology, traditions, values intact you were not able to subvert Japan. You cannot subvert Soviet Union because the borders are closed. The media is censored by the government. The population is controlled by the KGB and internal police. With all the beautiful glossy pictures of Time Magazine and Magazine America, which is published by by the uh, American Embassy in Moscow, you cannot subvert Soviet citizens because the magazine never reaches Soviet citizens. It's collected
5: from the newsstands and thrown to garbage can. Thrown into garbage can. We take your time, magazine, we throw in garbage can. There's nothing you can do about it. And that's the, um, you know, that's the gist. And it's the same way in China. And you know what we don't do is we don't do that. We welcome everyone and we welcome everything. It's not to say, this isn't a border thing. I'm trying to bring up a border issue here, okay, people? Not that kind of a guy. Uh... So don't fucking... Actually, no, do. Email me. Um, I got a new email up. I don't know if I mentioned it already. It's lavishblast at gmail.com. And if you uh, want to send me all your fucking stupid, crazy, fucking evil shit that you're going to try and fuck with me, fine. Send your shit. I'll. Uh, oh, sorry. I promised myself I wouldn't cuss as much on this show. But um, I guess I'm just a little too excited. So this guy, Yuri... He's talking about how the Russians do it, which is they do it by bringing actors in to be normal people, to live and work and be uh, in America. And it's a very simple thing. And I think the Chinese also do it as well. I'm not sure. It would be very interesting. I'm sure that there are operatives that work that do do this on, on the American front, but It's not a cultural thing. We don't, as a society here in America, here in America as a society, we don't really talk about this. We don't really acknowledge it. It's not really anywhere in the public consciousness, the idea that we would go over to another country and live there and try to fuck them from the inside. It's not really something that normal people think about. And it's something that we actually can't even really do a lot of the time because... Places like China and Russia, you can't move there. There are a lot of places that you just simply cannot move, and it's only gotten worse ever since all this COVID situation has gone down. Whereas in the United States, it's way easier to move here. I mean, if you've got the money, honey, then you can can do it. Uh, But it's all about games. It's all about manipulating reality. And that's why we try to get behind the schemes here. Try to get behind this facade that's so fantastical and, and promise you all this stuff, but it's mundane. Once you get behind the plywood, you see that it's just, it's C grade bullshit that some fucking, some fucking toady fucking put together while he was high on meth. So that's it, you know, and that's why I'm taking this ad money. That's why I'm taking this military ad money because because fuck them, they deserve to give me and all of us money. If, there, if there's a way that you can get money from these fucking assholes, well, then get get it, get that money from them, because they're assholes. Um, fuck everybody except Russia, of course, because they're sponsoring us and also China and America, actually. So forget everything I just said. Um, all the in fact, I'll just edit all this out later. Okay, uh, for Russia. Death of a Government Clerk by Anton Chekhov <clears throat> One fine evening, a no less fine government clerk called Ivich Dmitryanach Cheryakov was sitting in the second row of the stalls, gazing through an opera glass at the cloche de Corneville. He gazed, and he felt the acme of bliss. But suddenly... And in stories, one so often meets with this, but suddenly, and the authors are right, life is so full of surprises, but suddenly, his face puckered up, and his eyes disappeared, and his breathing was arrested. He took the opera glass from his eyes, he bent over, and (laughs) he sneezed, as you perceive. It is not reprehensible for anyone to sneeze anywhere. Peasants sneeze, and so do police superintendents, and sometimes even privy counselors. All men sneeze. Cheryakov was not in the least confused. He wiped his face with his handkerchief, and, like a polite man, he looked around to see whether he had disturbed anyone by his sneezing. But then he was so overcome with confusion, he saw that an old gentleman Sitting in front of him in the first row of the stalls was carefully wiping his bald head and his neck with his glove, and he was muttering something to himself. In the old gentleman, Cheryakov recognized Brizilov, a civilian general who served in the Department of Transport. "'I've spattered him,' thought Cheryakov. "'He is not the head of my department, but still it is awkward. I must apologize.'" So Cheryagov gave a cough, he bent his whole person forward, and he whispered in the general's ear, Pardon your excellency, I spattered you accidentally. Never you mind. Never you mind. For goodness sake, no, excuse me. I I, I did not mean to. Oh, please, sit down. Let me me listen. listen. Cheryagov was very embarrassed. Uh, He smiled stupidly, and he fell to the gazing stage. And he gazed at it, and he gazed at it, but he was no longer feeling that bliss. He began to feel troubled by uneasiness. And in the interval, he went up to Brizolov, and he walked beside him, and overcoming his shyness, he muttered, "'I spattered you, Your Excellency. Please forgive me, you see. I didn't do it on purpose. That That is is enough. enough. i have forgotten forgotten it, and and you keep on on about about it,' said the general, and he moved his lower lip impatiently. "'Oh... He is forgotten, but there is a fiendish light in his eye, thought Cheryakov, looking suspiciously at the general, and he doesn't want to talk. I had to explain to him that I really didn't intend, you know, it's the law of nature. (laughs) Or else he'll think that I meant to spit on him. He doesn't think so now, but he will think so later. And so on getting home, Cheryakov told his wife of his breach of good manners, and it struck him that his wife took too frivolous a view of the incident. She was a little frightened, but when she learned that Brizolov was in a different department, she was reassured. Still, you would better go apologize, she said, or he will think that you don't know how to behave in public. But that's just it. I did apologize. But he took it somehow queerly. He, he didn't say a word of sense. There wasn't time to talk properly. Uh, the next day, Cheryakov put on a new uniform. He had his hair cut. He went to Brizolov. He went to Brizolov to explain. He's going to the general's reception room. He saw there was a number of petitioners, and among them there was the general himself, who was beginning to interview them. And after questioning several petitioners, the general raised his eyes and he looked at Cheryakov. He said, yesterday at the Arcadia, if you recollect, recollect your excellency, the latter began, I sneezed and I accidentally spattered, etc. Oh, what nonsense, it was, it was beyond anything. anything. What, what can, can I, I do, do for you? He said to another petitioner. He won't speak, thought Cheryakov, turning pale, and that means he's, he's angry. No, 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 no. I can't be left like this. I will explain to him. And when the general had finished his conversation with the last petitioner, as he was turning towards the inner apartments, Cheryakov took a step towards him and he muttered, Your excellency if I venture to trouble your excellency. It is simply from a feeling, I may say, of regret. It was not intentional. (laughs) If you'll graciously believe me. And the general, he made a lachrymose face and he waved his hand. Why, sir, you are simply making fun of me, he said as he closed the door behind him. This is making fun of it, thought Sherryakum. There's nothing of this what, he's a general. I he can't understand it. He can't understand it. If that's how it is, then I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize to that fanfaron anymore. The devil take him. I'll write I'll write a letter to him, but I won't go. By jove, I won't so thought Cheryakov as he walked home, and he did not write a letter. He did not write a letter to the general. He pondered, and he pondered, and he could not make up that letter. And so the next day, he went to explain in person, he said, I ventured to disturb your excellency yesterday. He muttered, when the general lifted his inquiring eyes upon him, and he said, Not to make fun of you. Not to make fun of you, Sir, so you to say. I was apologizing for having spattered you and sneezing, and I did not dream of making fun of you. Should I dare to make fun of you? If we should take to making fun, there would be no respect for persons. There would be, be off, yelled the general. Turning suddenly purple and shaking all over. What? Cheryakov said in a whisper, turning numb with horror. Be, be off, off repeated the general, stamping. And something seemed to give way in Cheryakov's stomach. He's seeing nothing, he's hearing nothing. He reeled to the door, and he went out into the street, and he went staggering alone. And he, and he reached home mechanically, and without taking off his uniform, he lay down on the sofa and he died.
1: feed sweeps. We've been listening in on as much broadcast traffic as possible of late. Routine is I'm to make sure the algo is doing its thing. I run maintenance. I run IT. And then I also pick one code orange every night and I listen to it.
0: Who's the unlucky code orange tonight?
1: Sir, it's some strange show. It's called Behind the Threes. We gave them some ad money, although I, I don't think that we will do that again. This guy's interesting. He, he thinks the Russians are geniuses who run the world through subterfuge.
0: Who do you think runs the world, Lieutenant? Do you think it's the Russians?
1: Oh no, sir. I think it's the good old US of A, sir
0: bullshit, son. It's the Chinese Communist Party. They've got America by the balls. Russia is nothing but boys with toys compared to the Big Red. And they've managed to pin every single hot damn thing on them. Those guys have got this stuff down to science.
1: You think so, sir?
0: Uh, I'll give you an example. This show you're listening to, this guy, has he mentioned... How great China is, at all, yet? No, sir. Well, I guess we'll wait and see.
1: Can I offer you a seat, sir?
0: Yes. I'll rest my legs a little bit, and I will listen to this three show, if you don't mind it.
5: Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. I was having some fucking weird interference. Eh, That's what you get with all this new shit. Fucking gremlins will come out and get you. I think I played some tunes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that uh, reading I just did that was by Anton Chekhov, the great Anton Chekhov. That was uh, one of his short stories, "The Death of a Government Clerk, which was one of his uh, first, probably in the first, like, ten short stories that you'll find in any sort of... uh, Any sort of uh, major 200 plus anthology of all the short stories that motherfucker wrote. You wrote a lot of stories and not all of them are great, but a lot of them are. And I love that one. That one is a a real tasty one. So anyway, welcome back. It is Behind the Schemes. We are listening uh, to Behind the Schemes. All of us. uh, Me and you. I hope that the recording is good I hope that the air quality is good and the sound quality is good. That was an actual real-life psychological slip that I had there when I said air quality. As I've mentioned before, I live here on the bereft coast, and things are back to being a little smoky. But we are so conditioned to it that I look out in the sky, and I see that it's only a little smoky, and I go, Oh, great. Perfect. It's a beautiful day. And that is now where we're at. Uh, That is normalization for you people. And if anybody taught us about normalization, it was our good friend, Mr. Yuri Bezmenov.
3: The theory of subversion goes all the way back 2,500 years ago. The first human being who formulated the tactics of subversion was a Chinese philosopher by the name of Sun Tze. To thirty five hundred years BC, he was an advisor for several imperial courts in, in ancient China, and he said, after long meditation, that to implement foreign uh, to implement state policy in a warlike manner, it's the most counterproductive, barbaric, and inefficient to fight on a battlefield. You know that war is continuation of state policy, right? So if you want successfully to implement your state policy and you start fighting, this is the most idiotic way to do it. The highest art of warfare is not to fight at all, but to subvert anything of value in the country of your enemy until such time that the perception of reality of your enemy is screwed up to such an extent that he does not perceive you as an enemy and that your system, your civilization and your ambitions look to your enemy as an alternative if not desirable then at least feasible better red than dead that's the ultimate purpose the final stage of subversion, after which you can simply take your enemy without a single shot being fired.
5: I swear to God, in the middle of that clip somewhere he goes, and that is where, you know, the butthole is visible. The butthole is visible. So thank you, Yuri, for making the butthole visible. And that was the clip where he specifically mentioned uh, old Sun Tzu, and he mentioned the Chinese, who, by the way, I don't know if you've heard, but the Chinese are fucking awesome. Uh, they had this guy named Sensa who wrote The Art of War, and it turns out that The Art of War tells us that you shouldn't see just a shitty city, shitty city. You shouldn't do a lot of things. Actually, it's really just a book about what you shouldn't do, and then 10% of it is like what you should do. Don't fucking do that. You'll get fucked. And then it gives you an example. Oh, don't do that. You'll get fucked. And it's a beautiful book. It's a little dry. So, I picked out a couple of passages. It's it's one of the greatest works of uh, uh, going on about war and stuff, one of the most influential. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, I found this guy on the internet who's got kind of a goofy English accent. And so, I figured that's as good as it's going to get. I might as well just have this goofy Brit uh, guy do it. So, yeah, Sun so in the first
4: rule of strategy lesson number one sun tzu said in the practical art of war the best thing of all is to take the enemy's country whole and intact to shatter and destroy it is not so good so too it is better to capture an entire army a regiment or company rather than to destroy it if you show superiority without fighting it invokes awe." lesson number two to fight and conquer in all your battles is not supreme excellence. Supreme excellence consists in breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. If the enemy sees that you can defeat them with ease, then few will seek simply to fight to a predictable and humiliating death. Lesson number 3. The rule is not to besiege walled cities if it can possibly be avoided. The preparation of siege engines and other various implements of war will take up three whole months and the building of ramparts over the walls will take three months more.
5: Did you hear that, guys? Did you guys hear that? Did you fucking hear that? Fucking hear that? That was... Rule three. Three months to build uh, siege towers and three months to build ramparts. Three, three, three. Ah, just so you know. Just so you fucking know. Straight to your door, free of charge. the The knowledge of... I don't know, maybe just being a paranoid weirdo who just sees threes in every fucking thing now. But it was 3-3-3, three, 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 so, uh, you know, take it as you will. This is uh, Rule 1 of Tactics.
4: Lesson number one. Sun Tzu said, The good fighters of old first put themselves beyond the possibility of defeat, and then wait for an opportunity to defeat the enemy. In the Rumble in the Jungle, Muhammad Ali took on the younger and stronger George Foreman. Ali used his rope-a-dope strategy of protecting himself and not throwing many punches, making foreman miss and tire. Sensing this, Ali pounced to win back his world title. It may take time to find the right opportunity to win. During the time before victory is available, you may still be defeated. Defence always comes first.
5: Alright, I got a story. This is a... Like a... I've probably told this story drunk at like four in the morning on the late night stream, but I used to fence. I used to be a fancer, a big fancy fancer. Ooh, three. It's a magic number. One second. All right. I'm alive. Three is a magic number. That's uh schoolhouse rock schoolhouse rock. One of the greatest, um, One of the greatest cartoons of all time. I'm just a bill and I'm only a bill and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Uh, What in the hell was I just talking about? I was talking about Sun Tzu and I was talking about... See, this is why I have a co-host. I I smoke too much weed. I'll lose track of stuff. Uh... Oh, they were talking about George Foreman. Oh, and now it's talking about drunk stories. And I was talking about my drunk story that I told at five million o'clock clock in the morning. I used to be a fencer. And I used to do a lot of sword stage combat and I used to do a little, just a tiny bit of competitive fencing. A bit of fencing. I never took it very seriously. Ooh, look at there's that five swords. And don't curse the place, Dark Lord. Don't, don't, Play with powers that are beyond your control. And uh, I fought this guy. When I was really young, I fought this guy. I must have been like in the third grade, fourth grade maybe. And I fought one of the masters at this gym that I was fencing at. And he he was like, all right, we're going to fight. And I was like, oh, fuck. This guy's going to just wipe the floor with me. And... So that's what he did. In the first bout, we set up, and then I went for him, and I struck at him, and he immediately just whipped me, just immediately got me right away. And then we backed up, and we repositioned. And then second time, I went for him, and then again, he got me uh, almost as quick as the last time. And then the third time, I decided that I was going to be clever, and I was going to not attack first. I was going to wait for him to attack me because it seemed like every time I went for him, all he had to do is just see how I was fucking up my basic fundamental form and then exploit that. And as a guy who was totally rooted in fundamental you know, knowledge on, on the subject, that's all he had to do. And I decided to take his strategy and I waited for him and I tried to have him make a mistake. And I actually lasted like three times longer in the bout when I did that, when I waited for him to attack and um, as a young kid that was like a really surreal sort of like life uh, uh, lesson moment for me I was like oh my god this fucking applies to so many things and uh, that's kind of fun when when something like that happens in your life alright anyway we're talking about we're talking about the woo woo, and we're talking about the uh, oh I got one more I got one more on this guy I got one more on this guy
4: Lesson number 2. To secure ourselves against defeat lies in our own hands, but the opportunity of defeating the enemy is provided by the enemy himself. During the end of the Han Dynasty in China, a general did not go into battle straight away but camped with his men behind the enemy to act as a deterrent. Meanwhile, he instructed his men to dig trenches around a nearby enemy fortress to deceive the enemy into thinking that they were trying to cut off supplies into their camp. The enemy were fooled and abandoned their position, allowing their camp to be attacked and destroyed. With a good defense, you can survive attacks. With a weak defense, even a modest attack could succeed. This also applies to your enemy. Use feints to cause defensive moves that may expose weaknesses.
5: That's right. Always use uh, things for weaknesses. Always use things for weaknesses, people. And don't you ever fucking forget. Uh, yeah. I'm going to just do one quick thing. I uh, i am going to do a quick thing. Oh, you know what I didn't? It, it, did you call the line? You should call our phone line. We have a behind the scheme scream line. Uh, and if you haven't called it, you should. Hi, boys. If you're lonely
3: tonight, just give me a
5: call at 900 I am a whore. Oh, that's not it. Fuck. That's not it. That was not it. Sorry about that. That is not it. That was my personal number. I'm going to edit that out later. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to put my personal number in the fucking thing. Okay. Anyway. I think it's time for an intermission. It is currently 8.30 my time, which means I've been on for an hour. So I'm going to do just a little tiny, 80-bitsy, teensy, weensy little uh, intermission, and then uh, we'll come right back, and we will continue with some adventures. I, I'm going to get over this. For second, second, half of show stuff, I've got some some way juicier shit that's more than this fucking stupid shit. I can't believe the army made me do this stupid shit. This is why we don't get sponsors. I'm not gonna. I mean, maybe I'll do the sponsor one more time or two more times or three more times, but I'm not going to like. You know, this isn't going to be a regular thing. We're gonna we're gonna get rid of these fucking assholes, and we're not gonna have any more of this military and in, military industrial indoctrination, uh, uh, fucking comp complex. <laughs> these <conflict. laughs> I fucking. Hate these people. I'm kidding. Not the military. I love the military. The military is great. The men and women who serve in the military are great, and I, I tip my hat to all of our servicemen and women who lay their lives on the lines and who have laid their lives on the lines for this country and for everybody, including myself who lives in it. And to them I only wish them the heartiest job bless. And that I actually fucking really sincerely mean from the heart. When I talk about the shitty military people, I'm talking about the top brass. I'm talking about the head honchos I'm talking about the real uh, scum dragons, okay? That's what I'm talking about. We have a lot of people who listen to the show who have served in the military, and I can do nothing but commend them for their service and, and thank them, and fucking... Honestly, I'm fascinated by it, and I talk to a lot of them, and I like to hear war stories. I, I love war stories, man. I'm a, I'm a fucking curious civvy. What can you do? Uh, and that's just the way it is. Is this thing still on? Do I still have this, is this, is this even working? It works, it's still alive. Okay, great. I'm gonna play a little music. Uh, We'll be right back in about 10 minutes, okay? Okie dokie, bo -bo -bo boi (laughs) now. Damn, that's some hard hitting rock and roll music. Hope you like dim blues. And I want to thank you very much once again for tuning in. We are the behind the schemes with threes for ease, behind the shemas, behind the shems, behind the shathrims, behind the threes. Love is lit. Uh, badradio.live is currently my favorite. That is actually a functioning link if you go to badradio.live. I'm going to dump it in the chat right now. And, uh, there it is. You can go there. And you can find all of our episodes that we have done so far. We've had some really incredible guests. Uh, last week, uh, within the NA sphere, of course, we had the great Sir Ryan Bemrose, who joined us. It was his first foray back behind the microphone since his early retirement from Grumpy Old Ben's. And that is a show that will, of course, be missed uh also now a uh, monday and friday mornings are open to anybody who wants to uh, take those slots uh thank him for coming on he was great he's he was a great he looked like he had a great time he sounded like he had a great time uh he sounded like he had fun so that's all that matters i i hope he's doing very well and uh and i just i uh, wish him the best and thank him again for coming on and then also we had well we've had a lot of great guests we've had uh Charlie from Aftermath, uh, episode 48, Chirac Punk. We had Derek from Double Thought Dimension Podcast. We had Blueberry's dad, Spaz, who had a really interesting career as a musician. And uh, I consider myself a musician, and I know that we have some musicians in the the green room and uh, abroad. So, you know, it's always nice to talk about music. We like to talk about music here. Just excuse me one moment. There you go. You can hear that. There's just a little sip of water there, just for me. Okay. A little water. A little wotsky poop. A little wotsky poopy. Scooby doo poop. We've had Sir, 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 Sir Sir, Sir Seat Sitter, Sir Seat Sitter on, who just had his fantastic 100th episode, and I was very happy to join him for that. I spent at least seven hours uh, on that stream, I would say, and that was not even half of the day that he spent on that thing. Uh, But I definitely closed it. Uh, I may have been late to the party, but I I certainly would like to close it. So, yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much for having me and for having everybody on. We talked to uh, John C. Dvorak, and we talked to all kinds of fun people. And of course, we had the the whole Marvel universe of NA folks there. We had all the all the all the names, all the folks. It was quite a uh, quite a fun time. So, thank you, Sir Seatsitter, for that. That was fucking awesome. Um...
4: Yeah, just thanks to everybody.
5: Thanks everybody's everybody who's listening. We it is currently... What is it? It's August 23rd, 2021. Believe that shit. And it's currently about 8.46 p.m. And it is currently the second, 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 second half of show. And I think I had some... Something to kick it off. Now, what did I have? You know... I was just thinking I was thinking about this China thing and I was thinking about this military shit. And I was just thinking about how it's just insane that people like we got to cover the Manhattan project. We have to cover certain points in history. World War 2, World War 1, even just industrial industrialization in general. Um but just how fast technology advanced and you could almost think like where did they get it? Where did they where did it come from? Was it just some magical thing. I mean, they, they came. it came from Einstein. It came from theory of, of uh, general relativity and certain things like that, that I, I have a very loose and basic fundamental understanding of. I'm not going to pretend like I have a lot of information on it, but there's so much to wonder about. Since we're on the second half of show, now I can say weird shit like this. I'm always wondering if, like, you know, there's the rumor that aliens maybe have given us the tech sometimes i like the idea that aliens aren't aliens they're just people or creatures that have been here longer than us or uh, maybe they are like the they live types where they can bend time and space and they're from the Andromeda galaxy and they're you know taking shuttles over from the pleiades i i don't know i don't know what to think about it is this uh, still on by the way i should probably check and see the stream's still on oh it's still on we're still on baby Anyway, uh, let's see. I had some tune to warm us up into what I'm about to talk to you right now, which is succubuses, succubi, succubi. So let's see. Is this it?
0: See, I told you. China.
1: Yes, sir. You did say China, but I have to say, I like the aliens part. Are you aware of any deep rumors of aliens giving us the atom bomb?
0: Why would you ask so
1: It may be like a that? dumb question, sir. I, I know. I-, I suppose I was kidding. But perhaps not. It's an interesting idea, sir. It's just that I've heard rumors, sir, of aliens or lizards or some kind of thing being at the highest levels at some of the major bases we've got all over the place. And to be, and to be honest, sir, even on the sub, I feel like there's strange things that I just cannot explain. I couldn't tell you what exactly, sir. It's just a feeling. It's just speculation. It would be interesting to hear your take on it, sir. Surely you've heard the rumors.
0: You know, I am sorry you asked me that question. Very sorry.
5: some tunes yeah sorry it was a weird broadcast strange things going on around here i don't know exactly what the deal is but you know that's what you get you get gremlins so allow me to grab this beer now for the second half of show and by the way my name is lavish i'm reporting to you from the breft coast it is august 23rd 2021 it is episode 59 Of Behind the Schemes, usually I'm here with my main man Boo Berry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse, but he is out seeing Green Day right now. And so, there's nothing to do but to go on. The show must go on. He is a theater man and he understands most of all. So, here we are. The second, second half of show. This is kind of where we talk about things that are a little more off the cuff. We like to uh, explore the obscure in the second, second half of show. And I found something that really tickled me. I really like what I stumbled upon, and I'm very, very happy to share it with you. I found a thread. It's not even really a thread, it's a general, a general thread, which means it's not just one thread, it's a a series of threads that never ends, because the topic that this thread covers is so wonderful and fantastic that people just have to create a whole entire community, Just to talk about this thing. Well, I found a general thread on succubi, succubuses, succubi, and succubus love. And uh, it's a very passionate community. They seem like they really have a, a very determined goal in mind. They have a lot of literature on the topic. You can go and uh, through this thread. They have many options, and I will post the. I will post all of these links in the show notes. And if the show notes are not quite in the position where you can appreciate them now, well, then they'll be in a position where you'll you you. I'm gonna fix them up, and they'll be good to go. Probably tomorrow or later tonight. We'll see. Uh, but uh, the show notes are there, and you can find them. But I found this thread. Uh, this general and it happens to be the 188th edition of the succubus spirit love general threat And through these uh, resources that I've stumbled upon I have I have unwittingly uncovered a whole treasure trove of knowledge on the topic and uh, and many resources to choose from indeed. Uh, I even found that there is a Succupedia, yes, a Succupedia. Uh, so if you, it's a WordPress, but if you want to go and check out uh, everything you'd ever want to know about succubus love, well then you can go to Succupedia, and you can enjoy the suck uh, as much as as all of that. I, I think this, this is good news. This is great news. And so I found Suckipedia, so- and, and again, that's in the show notes. And then I, I went and found uh, some of the main pages and some of the, the highest rated or upvoted or upvoted or tooted or whatever-shooted uh, articles that they got on this fucking thing. And it turns out that somebody went through the trouble, thank God, to write how to do it. They just wrote... The, the, the fucking manual. They wrote the, the, the cheat sheet. They wrote the one pager. They actually told me with this article that was written on March 10th, 2016, how to summon a succubus or an incubus with what they call a letter of intent. You write a letter of intent and you perform a ritual. And this is a lot of this is typically how a lot of uh, occultist rituals go, as I understand them. You write a symbol, or a, uh, I call it a glyph. It's it's you really got to think of it in terms of like a, a shape or a form, rather than an actual character like A, B, C that you would associate with other things. This is more of a creating an intention with the exact metrics of the geometry that is understood in the occult literature. And it's they're glyphs, but with a letter of intent, you are essentially writing a letter of words of glyphs of, of characters that is uh, embedded with your intent. That is the idea uh, behind this um, summoning ritual. Excuse me. I'm going to have to have a sip of the beer to think about this one. Oh, all right. Here's how actually, you know what? This is such a great article. I'm going to read it. It's beautiful. This is written in March 10th, 2016 by uh, anonymous. I've been, uh, <clears throat> they're not really anonymous. They're actually the, they're one of the editors of the site of this, of the Succupedia website. I, I better, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post suck. Oh no. Somebody found it for me. Succubus.net. Well, that's, that's the sucky wiki. And then there's Succupedia. Let me find, uh, let me find that here. Post that in the chat. Hashtag Green Room, IRC, Sucupedia, WordPress. So there's a lot of, uh, and we'll get into the history of what a succubus is just a little bit down the line. And we'll, we'll get into sort of the history of it and, and where it comes from. But in the meantime, I'm going to read you this article on how to summon uh, a succubus. Okay. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> this is the author writing. I've been I I've been given some thought about doing a post about this for some time now. I've been given some thought about so I didn't I didn't I went through this and I didn't change any of the typos. I left all the typos in there. I've been given some thought about doing a post about this for some time now. And here it is. Period. Spirits and entities under the influence of Lilith, Nama, Agrat, Bat, Malot, or a- Aisheth, Zen- Zenunum, can be in the darker aspect within their appearance. That makes sense. Reading about others' experiences, others' experiences, no apostrophe, of these entities, it seems like an uncommon manifestation, but it should be considered a noticed warning, bold, and in uh, and, and quotes, in case that happens. Uh, the warning is more of a consideration to be prepared rather than to abort the event and flee with fear. I gotta, you know what I do? I gotta post this. I gotta, I, you know what? I such a so uh, selfish of me. I'm going to post this in the chat so that everybody sees it. You can follow along. It's so much fun. Uh, the darker aspect of the spirit is, as I see it, a trial of enduring and actually have a and actually have a purpose to it, with a possible outcome of bonding with these kind of entities. Of those four queens, Lilith is the attention of your letter. Before grabbing your pen and paper, read the the section below. Okay. So before we get into the real, because I don't want to disturb any juju out there, so I have no intention of of summoning anything, and I'm. I assume that people summon the succubi for recreational purposes. They have them as a company, companionship. Um, and it's not just men, you know, it's women too. And it's something that I guess as really just it's something for everybody. You summon this, you know, from the void, this muscularly sculpted being of pure dark sexual energy, and it's called into the mortal plane by you for whatever reason you have. and um, and so this is how uh, you know, you go about it., um, uh, oh goodness. Conflicts and disturbance. Working with other spirits or entities while summoning a succubus or incubus of similar type isn't always a good idea. Depending on what you wrote on the letter, your own choices and intentions and the personality of the spirit and its own choice of starting a relationship with you, a conflict may rise against your other spirits. Because you have multiple spirits. Um, there's a hierarchy. Some people might call that jealousy, but I disagree. Uh, blah 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 blah. So here we go. Preparation of your letter. This part of the preparation is of importance. That's the first sentence in this um, in this part. This part of the preparation is of importance. The purpose of writing a letter is to make your intent known to Lilith. You make your intent known to Lilith. It has been. It has. It has to been thorough and well thought of. For the matchmaking of a succubus-incubus to work to your liking, you better ask yourself, what personality should she or he have? For example, loving, protective, sensitive, honest, loyal. Do you want a short-term sexual experience? Or do you want a serious romantic relationship? It is as serious, and he says this in parentheses, it is as serious as it ever could be. And it shouldn't be taken lightly. And I would say so. I would have to say so. He finishes with you have to be certain before making these kind of commitments. Not kinds of, before you're making these kind of commitments. Yes, if you're summoning this thing from the ether and you want it to actually be in a long term relationship where you have a family and you live together and you're doing stuff and you want to, like, you know, be together, you can't summon from the thing and then like you know a year or two and you're flip-flopping and then it's over you know it just doesn't work that way you you're you've already you've paid a, a, a price you know there's something that you just can't you, some things you just can't go back on all right but anyway when you're certain of what you want <clears throat> you start writing your letter and you and you, by signing the words to lilith at the top okay Hold on one second I love this cough button. Then write your wishes of how you want one of her daughter's son's personality to be for better matchmaking. So you get to plan the child that you're going to have together. That's also very important. You want to have a little foresight into that. So now we get to the ritual. Okay. Now the optimal time to do the ritual is obviously at witching hour, which is between 3 and 4 a.m., wherever you are. Between 3 and 4 a.m. is the darkest, most mysterious hour of the day. It is when the least amount of people are awake, and it is when the most amount of things that uh, don't want to be seen are out. And so the time to do it is usually at 3 a.m. sharp. As soon as it hits 3 a.m., you you really want to get to it, because that hour goes by pretty fast. Uh, You need a candle of any choice uh, to be next to your letter of intent. But before you burn the letter, you got to speak to Lilith, either out loud or by thought. And you always have to pay your highest respect to her when you speak. I'm not going to say the words, because this is my way of paying respect to her, is by not trying to summon Lilith, I'm going to restrain myself, and I'm not going to say the sacred words. But as you say the words, you burn the letter with your candle, without folding it, Okay, you don't fold the letter. If you fold the letter, it fucks the whole thing up. When the paper... That's my uh, addition. That's not what the article said. When the paper still burns, you say such and such sacred words, and then you let the candle burn for 30 minutes. Okay? Until 3.30 a.m. or 3.35. Relax and clear your mind for a little while. And now we have the Aftermath. Which isn't to be confused with uh, Charlie of Aftermath, who we interviewed on episode forty-eight of Shirek Punk. Now in the aftermath, does anyone have any questions? I'm looking at the chat now, and everybody I think is 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 either under a spell or or there. Does anyone have any questions? Is, is there anything? Am I am I going too far? Is there is anyone getting a bad feeling? I don't want that to happen. Oh Lord, I don't want that to happen. I want people to to. Uh, be safe with the material that we're exploring today. Sorry. I had to do my breathing exercise. I was getting <coughs> I was getting pretty fucking nervous. Okay. Focus on paying attention is important at this stage as I see it. Usually it begins with some touches and a sexual arousal. You understand? For some people, it works shortly after the ritual is completed, but for others, it could take days before something happens. Before something happening. Sorry, I keep correcting it, and I shouldn't correct it. I should say what it says. Uh, and it says uh, it can take, for some people, it can happen quick, and for some people, it can take days for something happening. The first time you notice the touches and a possible arousal, it's important to acknowledge the presence by respectfully giving a thank you to her or him. And you ask any curious visitors uh, that may be peeping by to leave in peace. After your acknowledgement, you blow out the candle and then you go straight to bed. Now, you have to keep in mind that these entities and spirits have a dualism behavior, just like us. There is both lightness and darkness in their energies. And sometimes their darker spectrum is present. Their darker spectrum is present. I see that presence as a part of an initiation
0: just before the bonding begins.
2: The bonding begins
5: Just before,
2: before
5: the, the bonding, bonding begins. Since you're reading this far, are you still fascinated? Have you made your choice? Are you certain of this? If you are, then, then you're in for a fascinating adventure. And that is your spelled Y-O-U-R. You're in for a fascinating. Here's a video, and I'm not playing the video. By God, we're not going to do any videos on on this fucking fucking show. Show. You better believe it, Um, because we'll get cursed, and I'm not a fan of getting cursed. I've gotten pretty good. oh, I'm not gonna. Actually, you know what? I just fucking contradicted myself by doing what I was just about to do. So I'm gonna take that back, and I'm gonna edit that out. Half of the show's gonna be edited out. This is just all. I don't know what's going on around here. This is this is complete madness and and complete uh, conundrum. But anyway, that's how you summon a succubus. If you want to get your own little uh, demon waifu type of thing going on for yourself, well, guess what? That's uh, that's that's what it's going to be. Uh, yeah, that's really, that's really it. That's all I really had to. I just uh, I, I really enjoyed tonight. You know, it, it was it was really uh, it was really a nice night. It was a really beautiful night. It was, it was
2: a, a glorious night, night, and the, the moon shining bright.
5: And you know, the uh, moon right now is at uh, oh, what is it at right now? It's probably at uh, well, it's, it's waning, but it's just coming out of its blue moon. And the blue moon is really sweet. The blue moon is really sweet. Uh, I'm just I'm having a little fun with my board here. Hope you don't mind. It's just all this fun stuff. The Russian government sent me all this shit and now I have access to the to the advanced files. I am an advanced file and uh, that's really fun. Uh, I could just uh, just do this through, you know we're not here to do you know I just I was talking about the succubuses, and this is the way that I I just I get so lost. I'm here trying to sell them the succubus. I light the candle, I wrote the letter, I, uh, didn't fold, I did not fold the letter, uh, like the instructions said, and I'm down here and, uh, I tried to summon the, uh, succubus, but, uh, and I thought it worked, I did it right. I don't want to do it twice, because I don't want the, the two of them fighting. I just... I, uh, I, I just wish it would work, because I just really want my, um, I just really want my, um, I, uh, I just want my, uh, I just want my... Uh, I'm looking out, I'm trying to see if I did the... Did I do that? I did it right, I did it right. I I couldn't have done it right, I did it right. I did it right, I think I did it right. Oh my god. What the hell is going on? Oh my god.
2: No. She's here. Oh. Oh.
5: So if you want to try and summon the Succubus, you can go for it. But um, I wouldn't recommend it. You're going to end up playing with powers beyond your control. So don't do that. Um, It's a big mistake. Big, 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 big mistake. Sit here. Oh, it's so, so dangerous.
2: No!
4: No! No!
5: No! 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 You must return the idol the x-files is a pretty good show i watched the original series if you try to watch it from the very beginning i'm gonna tell you right now it's very dated and you're gonna go through like the 90s stuff david Duchovny. i've probably talked about this before but david Duchovny is uh when he first hit the scene he was he was just a hand model he was just a hand model, and when he went on to be on the X Files, he, uh, he he really didn't have any acting experience. He really was uh, fresh off the scene, and uh, he wasn't really that good. And Scully was like way better. Um, uh, I forget her name, even though she's super famous. Obviously, she's a fucking legend, but Scully was a way better, way better actress than or actor than the. Uh, Molder, and then uh, you know he got his chops. And after three, four years of like doing the shit every fucking day and watching his dumb ass on TV, he finally was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm getting the hang of it." And then he got better and he got better. And then, um, <laughs> and then he by the end of X Files, he's like a pretty good actor. And then, and then he went on and did his other show, which was way fucking. Way fucking great. Uh, Californication. Uh, if you've ever seen, I think it's HBO, Californication. Oh, Gillian Anderson. Thank you very much, for Yeah, Gillian Anderson, super duper duper, duper duper famous and has an incredible career herself and is a very, very respectable actor and a very, had an extremely respectable TV career. Um, and his career in general. But by the time we got to Californication, Duchovny was the fucking man. Um, Really, 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 really good uh, in that show. Just well cast. And if you have the stomach for that show, I mean, I couldn't watch it now. Now I'd watch it and I'd just be like, oh, fuck, it's just so fucking. The word I want to use is irreverent. Uh, And I'm going to make sure that I'm using that correctly. Irreverent. Uh, it's lack of respect. Things general taken seriously. No, it's not that. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it's not, I think what I wanted to say, but I would probably get into it if I started watching it again because it's a great LA series. There are a lot of shows that are set in LA that are LA shows, but uh, California is a good one. Uh, excuse me. Anyway. X-Files is the shit. Uh, company is the shit. Uh, nobody's sponsored any of that. I don't know. Time Warner, go fuck yourself. We're just like uh, kind of just hanging out. I am I mean, it's. I've got like another about 10 minutes left. And I, um, I kind of just am having fun chilling and, and looking at this stuff. I mean, I, I probably should go. I think that would probably be the right thing to do. Um, but first, before I do that, I just want to, uh... I just want to try it. Okay, let us see. I... am the... queen... under... the faucet. Uh, I don't really like that one. That one's not fucking. This one. Is this it, Oh.
2: oh.
5: Yeah. A little too uh I don't know uh dungeon What about this one? Is this one, one? There's, oh there's, oh what do we have what here? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that one. That was kind of fun. What about this one? Hello? 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 (laughs) Stop. 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 Yes, 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 The Russians, the Russians are, in, are your in your mind. They're in your mind. Okay, enough <speaking> of this fucking out. bullshit. I'm gonna end the show. Okay, uh thank you so much for listening to Behind the Schemes. It was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. We're going to continue to do fun stuff. I'm going to hang out in the, um, in the schemey, deemy, deemy. And, uh, I think, uh, I think the, this is fine. This is my first solo show. I had a little fun with it. Uh, we had a little radio stuff here and there, but you know, you, you push through because the show must fucking go on. And I had a fucking great time and I couldn't, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier with the folks that joined me today for my first Solo show here on Behind the Schemes uh, episode 59. Uh, next week, we are going to be back and we're going to be back with Mr. Booberry, the great Mr. Booberry himself. And uh, it's going to be cool. I, I think that uh, we're going to have some great stuff to talk about. And uh, thank you for the bots. I'm really glad that. Now we have the bot. Thank you to Junta. Thank you to Dark Lord RK. Thank you to Servo for the bot and for hanging out. Thank you to Quirk Gas. Thank you to Phoenix and uh, Sir Spencer and DeLorean, Dame DeLorean, and Fletcher and Carolyn and uh, Phone Boy. Thank you, Phone Boy, for hanging out with us in the chat today and listening live to Behind the Schemes. Behind the motherfucking schemes. You know what? It's a special place. And it's a scary land. But we are here together. Taking refuge from the madness. From the unknown. We are here. In the bosom of knowledge and truth, justice, in the eternal way, be kind, be well, and I will see you next motherfucking Monday. (laughs) Have a magical evening. God bless. I've been lavish. Sayonara.